Okay, Jean. Are you ready to be counted in? Yeah. Ready in Hamesh. Arba. Shalosh. Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Welcome to the show. I'll be in Austin, Tejas. Before we stand up at the creek and the cave. September 9th through September 11th. And then I go to Oklahoma City, September 23rd through 25th. And then I do Indianapolis, October 6th and 7th, October 21st through 23rd, Denver Comedy Works. And then November 4th, 5th and 6th, Raleigh, North Carolina. And then I do Thanksgiving weekend at Salt Lake City, Utah. Wise guys, we had to reschedule that. And I rescheduled San Antonio for December 9th through 11 at the LOL Comedy Club, December 16th through 18th, Orlando at the Orlando Improv. There you go. Tickets at ChristinaPOnline.com. Uh, also, subscribe to the show on YouTube if you haven't already, and subscribe on iTunes so that when it drops, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You just get it. You just get it. Uh, uh, uh. Hell yeah, dude. What got in the booth today? I got Chris Larson. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. How you doing, Chris? That uh, energy is fire. Go my ahead. Energy is always on fire. You know me. Whoop, whoop. What excites you? Like, what'll, what excites you in life? What do you get, like, pumped secretly about? Um, what do you, know. what will you secretly nerd out on? I mean, other than the, you know, the usual video games and stuff, but I mean, yeah, I'm also into, like, indie music stuff like that too you know yeah. I have other interests i suppose uh, what so would you get pumped if if you're like i'm going to my morning jacket concert or who are you listening to you like them i don't know who morning jacket is my morning jacket there aren't they indie my, I, maybe i you mean there's a lot of bands there's a lot of bands but that's like an indie flavor that you probably like no well i'll have to look them up <laughs> oh, all right okay <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of them or if I have, who's I your, just heard them and didn't know who it was. Who's your favorite band? Um, right now, I'm listening to a lot of Auto Heart, but they're a little older, I think, from like the early 2010s and whatnot. Oh, wow. I've never even heard of those guys. Yeah, I think they're British or something. I like British. I'm having a renaissance of my Brit pop phase from college right now, and I'm teaching the kids about Blur and Pulp and... Um, the charlatans uk oh hell yeah and all those yeah blur f's hard it may tell you my husband even likes it i play boys and girls boys who like us a dead bar like in the car and even tom is like "Ooh, that's a jam like of course yeah dude of course think tank was a was a great album like this that was a great phase of music did the art for that album i think yay banks you remember that guy hell yeah dude so this week, um, we have our, my sweet, beloved nanny, Claudia, who's been with us since my first son was four months old. She's a member of our family because Tom and I have no family who live near us. So she is our family. Her 13-year-old son has come to live in Austin, and he's staying with us now. I love him. I just, I love him. And I realized 
it's because I have the sensibility of a 13 year old boy. We dress alike. He showed up wearing an Adidas tracksuit. Oh, and I was yeah, like, dude, what's up with you, homie? Yeah, like immediately I was like, game recognized game. I got you. And he's into skateboarding. I was like, well, me too. I'm a skater. We got this, homie. We got this. And he likes um, indie music as well. So I'm, I'm really fighting that I have a lot in common with 13 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> he likes um, absurd videos. He showed me people uh, pushing other people's faces into their birthday cake. Apparently that was a thing that we missed. You do you ever hear about this where like a, a hot girl's blowing out her birthday candles and her friend will like push her head into the cake. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I think they're called smash cakes. Where you just smash smash cake. Do it. Smash. My sister just made one for uh, her friend. Wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. How is a smash cake different from a regular cake? It's just a cake you can smash into someone's face. That's all. It's isn't that it's every expo- cake? But its explicit purpose is to be smashed into someone's face. Yeah. Really. So it can taste like shit. You can make it yeah. like out of nothing. Well, I mean, all cakes kind of taste like shit. Uh, Lies. What the fuck is wrong with you? What? Like the sponge, like the birthday cake sponge stuff sucks. You like that? I love it. Ugh. And I love white trash, white trash sheet cake, yellow cake, chocolate frosting that you buy from the box, Ugh. Pillsbury, sheet whatever. Duncan sucks, Hines. dude. Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Don't you do that. You got How it. dare you? You're fired. <laughs> that is my, I could, that is my death row. Here's my death row meal. Spaghetti with uh, ragu sauce, shaky cheese, and then sheet cake for, for dessert. Ew, sheet dude. cake with chocolate frosting. Ew. Yeah, that's what you okay, you want it. shaky cheese for your last meal. Dream yeah, <laughs> here's the deal. If I'm being honest, like I would say something bigger and cooler, like oh, I like a filet mignon. The truth is, I want the foods that I deprive myself of most and that are the trashiest. That that's really who I am. Why, I like shitty things. Why do you deprive like yourself of sheet cake and shaky cheese? Well, I do it. It's a, it's a sometimes treat. It's like as a kid, I could eat it every day, but as a 45 year old middle-aged mom, mm. I can't eat it every day. So it is a sometimes treat. So I'd want to go out on my sometimes treat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm a 13 year old and I get along really well. I'm excited to have teenage sons. Although, you know, this kid isn't my son. So that's probably why I'm okay with it. Uh, but he's so here's the best part, dude, is that uh, the 13 year old boy is a skater. And, you know, I love skateboarding and we went to the skate shop to get him a skateboard. And of course, Ellis, he sees the skaters because there's a skate park right in front of the store, like right behind it. And he looks at the skateboarders and he's like, I want a skateboard. And I was like, oh, snap, here it goes. Here it begins. And I'm like, I know it. I knew this boy, this boy is wired to be a skateboarder. He's gotten fucking crazy energy and he's got that in that obsession the obsessive gene of like i'm gonna try it again i'm gonna do it again i'm doing it so i got him his first board and with the caveat that he has to wear helmet elbow pads wrist pads all the pads if you because i figure if you learn to skate uncomfortably like you learn that way it's going to be a lot easier later on when you you know he's going to take them off when he's a teenager i know that but for now yeah so gave him the board in the parking lot, bro, in the parking lot within five minutes. He was standing on it already. Like first time you see, he's like, boop, I stand. 
And then he starts kicking. So he's already like kicking the board around. I was like, this is unreal. And we get home and he goes, mom, watch this. And he, the board is flipped up on its side and he stands on it like on the two wheels and he's balanced. And he's like, look at this, mom. I go, how did you even figure that out? He goes, I saw a guy doing it in the park at our old house. I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm super, super stoked that A, my kid is not a pussy and B, I really am. Like, I can't tell you as a mother how much it warms my heart that he's like fucking savage, reckless, putting a brick in it. Like I, I mean, cut to anywhere in the hospital and I'm like, Ellis broke his head open and whatever. Let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's found something he's really dialed into. It's, it's exciting as a mom to see that. We're like, oh yeah, he's, he found his thing. He found a thing. That's so, that's so cool that you gravitate towards it. Cause I feel like that would be most, most mom's nightmares to be like, holy shit. Like th- this is so bad. He's going to hang out with the rough crowd, but you're like, nah, my kid's not going to be a pussy. He's not going to be a pussy. <laughs> well, here's the deal because I think that what I've learned so far is you cannot change the kid's wiring. There's, there's stuff that is innate in people. I can only foster it. Um, and if I try to prevent who he is, who he's going to become, I think it's going to be even tougher later. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying this thing where I'm going to get ahead of it. I'm going to pad him up and look, dude, the kids, the kid's going to be a skateboarder. I just know it. I know I've known enough skaters. If I get ahead of it, maybe I teach him how to be safe with it. Imagine starting skateboarding at five when it, it, you know, you're so young. It just like, it'll be embedded in his DNA. Like he'll be so good at it. And um, yeah, if he's not doing skateboarding, he's jumping off my couch and doing flips on anything else. So fuck it. You know, Chris, didn't you hurt yourself skateboarding? But you did something stupid. Highly endorse these knee pads and elbow pads. (laughs) Yeah. Really wish I had them that one night. <laughs> how'd you uh, how'd you hurt yourself? What was the accident? I thought it'd be fun to hold, basically hold on to the back of my friend's bike while he pulled me on the skateboard. But I I couldn't be holding on to the bike, so we decided to tie a string to the bike, and then I would hold on to the string, and then that kept slipping out of my hand. So then I tied the string around my hand, and then that was starting to cut off circulation. So I put a glove on my hand, and then once we got going. The string basically lassoed my hand, and so when I fell off, he dragged me for about 20 feet. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And but did you what, break anything? A, I didn't break anything, but um, that's didn't the day I anything. did get uh, knee, knee pads and elbow pads. And I just, oh, you still skateboarded after that? Yeah, for a while, and then, yeah. Not bad. Okay. How old were you when that happened? Probably like 16, 14. Oh, okay. Maybe. I was oh, in my uh... teens. I don't know exactly what age, but. All right. Old enough to do it's uh, something stupid like that. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to wear the gear. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's a fucking psycho anyways. There's nothing I'm going to. Yeah. I can't prevent him from being who he's going to be. All the cool skaters I can. Hey, Tony Hawk does. That's what I told him in the shop. And and it was cool because all the, the older boys, the skateboarders in the shop were like, dude, you look like a superhero. Like they were like, it's awesome to wear pads. Like they were everybody was enforcing it on him. It is wild how supportive the skateboarding community is, like, inwardly, you know? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter if you just started or if you've been doing it for a couple of years. It's just like, yeah, bro, keep trying it. You'll get it. Super yeah. supportive. I think that's what I really, I like that community because 
comedians or can't comedians can be that way if they're cool. <laughs> um, but it's similar. It's like, yeah, you just keep trying, keep coming, you keep showing up, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, keep doing it. And then one day you get it. And that's, that's life. It's such a great metaphor for life. So I hope he enjoys it, but uh, yeah, fuck. We'll see, dude. I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, also, I was, when we were in LA shooting your mom's house, I will, we were staying in the same hotel as Connor McGregor, who has an injury that you guys saw that horrible MMA fight that he was in. Apparently he was fighting on an injured leg. This happened ages ago, but uh, ages ago now that we taping this, but his leg snapped. He took a step back and his fucking leg just snapped. And it was such a crazy injury. And I got to see him in our hotel and he was in a wheelchair and his leg was bandaged up. And I just started walking um, without my brace. And I saw him and I so badly wanted to be like, what's up, pussy? Why don't you stand up and fucking walk? You know what I mean? Like, look at me. I'm a fucking middle-aged mom. I'm up. Yeah, you would say Should that I've to Conor that? McGregor. So I'll tell I'm you what, he uppercuts old guys at bars. So he's not, he's not afraid to, <laughs> to afraid. fight people out of his range. <laughs> no, I would never. But I did have this sick fantasy of being like, Hey, you, you broke your left ankle too. Like we have something in common. You know, when you're like so stupid, you're like, oh yeah, I'm injured too. We have, I'm an MMA fighter. Um, you're like, hey, I got yeah. some real cool stickers that you could use to bedazzle your wheelchair. You want some stickers, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got stickers, homie. And, uh, and what else? Oh, I rode the jet, the Sea-Doo that we got, that Bert gave us finally for you the first it? time. How fast yeah. did you go on it? I went 31. <laughs> That's fast. That's fast, bro. Is it fast? Is it? Tom would laugh at me. Nuh-uh, dude. On, wa on water, that is... It's like, fast, yeah. On a motor... Like, I feel like any time... Like, when I'm on the scoot scoots that you could, like, rent out on the street, like, those max out at, like, 15 miles per hour. Like, sometimes that's too fast. Those are fast, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the street is scarier because, like, I used to skateboard as a kid, and I the only time I ever ate shit was on a Razor scooter. Cause you hit a rock on one of those and you're flying. You're just going to face plant into the fucking gravel. I hate those scoot scoots. Oh, but yeah. 15 right. miles. They're so dangerous. I, I'm more afraid of those than I have skateboards for some reason. Nah, when we were in Austin, I was stuck to, uh, to get any, to, to overcome his fear and ride one of those things. And he did. Yeah, dude, they're, they're a great way to get around. Like if you're just trying to like go from like a plate, like from place to place, that's all like within one or two miles of each other it like becomes an adventure to now like go from place to place. That's true. But then like, if you're drunk, uh, that, that's scary. Then it's even drunk. No, uh, <laughs> <that's an extra laughs> well, they, they have like little safety measures and stuff where you have to like spell out safe before they unlock the scooter for you. Oh, or they give you different words to spell cool. out. So if you're way too plastered and you can't even like spell straight, they're like, yeah, you probably can't scoot straight either. That's why. I mean, like how ripped do you have to be to not spell a simple word? You have to be so ripped. Yeah, it'd be a mirror. Like, if you couldn't spell safe, but you still somehow got into the unlocking page of that app, it's like, yeah, you're probably all right. Mm, yeah, whatever. That's I'm just kidding. Do not bro. drink and scoot. Don't drink and scoot. Don't drink and scoot ever. Oh, my God. No fucking way, bro. Chris Larson, I'm surprised that you were a skateboarder. You seem, too, you seem a little very tame. 
I don't see that recklessness, but uh, I see the anger in you. Oh, rage. <laughs> Were you an angry teenager? Um, I don't think I was angry. But, but Hold on. Do you think you're angry now? I mean, <laughs> sometimes. All right. Okay. It's a quiet cedar. Yeah, I would say it's quiet rage, not a not outrage. Yeah. Quiet rage. He's he's uh but I think you probably let it out. Are you the type that like lets it out on road rage? Like you're gonna scream at the car next to you, you're gonna it, it'll come out in small things, right? Yeah, like I'll scream at the car next to me, but I'm not gonna get out of the car. Like I, I don't no. have that kind of road rage. Like you won't unroll your window down before you scream. No, I'll I'll say anything. <laughs> I'll say all kind of obscenities at them as long as they can't hear me. Yeah. Have you ever had that backfire you. on you? <laughs> and what do you mean? Like there was a time where I, because uh, I like to do that too, where yeah. if someone drives stupid in front of me, I'll just lay on my horn for like six Mississippis. No, I almost never use the horn. But then they make eye contact Damn. with you through the rear view, and then it gets real scary. <laughs> Six uh, Mississippis is a long time. It sure is. It annoys everyone I do it to. <laughs> like it gets. There was like uh, two times where it almost turned into a confrontation where I was actually really scared. But now I kind of just, you know, I, I, I boil it down to three Mississippis now. Smart. Good work. Thank Good work. Chris, you. what makes you angry? So just like stupid things. Stupid, stupid things, stupid people. That, that usually makes me angry. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that's smart. That's it's directed to a nice place. That's good. <laughs> that's good. You you gotta direct it somewhere, right? Like in a job, I don't feel like you're a very angry guy. Well then I'm masking it pretty well. Yeah. Oh oh <laughs> oh the rage. You turn it on yourself though. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean the thing is, normally you will not see my rage unless you know me very well. I have to be comfortable with you to let you see that side of me. I got you. Like everyone at this office has seen that side, I think. Yeah, you weren't here during the plumbers. Oh, <laughs> what happened? <sighs> you were saying this shit like we're fucking idiots. Like we don't know how to flush toilets, right? Like he comes and yeah. he's like, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, you shouldn't like Hulk down every time you try and flush the toilet. He's like, do you maybe want to show like the people that you work with how to flush the toilet? I'm looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bring everyone in here. Stop what you're doing, and so I could teach you how to flush the. That's the dumbest. Fu fix this fucking handle. Uh, it, it really. I mean, it's getting away from me now. But sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> what, what, what? So, so was it being talked down to? You felt like that. It, that's what turned the rage on. It's the implication that there's six people in this office that don't know how to flush a toilet, and it's just like, a, yeah, yeah. You think it's a consistent thing? Everyone here is stupid. Is that what you think is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> just everyone here is stupid <laughs> so I'm only looking at one stupid person right now and he's telling me that I need to train people how to flush the toilet yeah it's retarded <sighs> wow this is exciting it gets everybody angry yeah it's uh, there's, uh you know there's issues to be worked on <laughs> I get angry when people boundary step I don't like that shit at all ooh that makes me fired up yeah what's an example of that <sighs> People want to want me to do some shit that I don't want to do. And I've already expressed uh, no, thank you, no interest. And then it's like they come back. Well, why don't we let's make and I'm like, no, dude, that, that is that that makes me crazy. Like I fucking said, no, I mean, no, I'm not going to do this again. Right. See, look, I'm getting fired up. Even look <laughs> at that. Isn't that crazy when you even talk about it? Yep. I can completely like, understand that. <laughs> fucking kill you. Yeah. 
it gets you it, that i see red immediately when that that shit happens yeah because you're like trying a salesman. to say you're trying to say no politely and then they're not oh. picking up on that hint and you're like do i need to say no un not politely yeah because we're getting into that yeah. territory <laughs> shit makes me crazy or yeah salespeople only try and talk you into it. i'm like dude i'm telling you i know what i want in life that shit ain't it homie that shit ain't it brah uh, anyway, uh, let me know if you have a skateboarding kid and if you think I did the right thing by uh, starting him, starting him early and starting him safe. I, I just feel like he was going in that direction. Anyway, he was. Uh, kid's going to be crazy already. He's already fucking busted his lip open. And oh, I was going to say it worked with his bed because uh, we gave him um a slide bed like you climb up you can climb up the ladders it's a double decker bed so his his brother sleeps under and ella sleeps on the top he can climb up a ladder and he can go down a slide and i remember when i got that one i thought well this could be potentially disastrous <laughs> but i know that the kid is very adept physically he's very agile and very um sporty so he hasn't had a single problem getting in and out of that bed he's loved it oh yeah so I don't know. It worked for him. Who, who fucking knows? Okay. Uh, okay. Let's do some stuff. Do we have any follow-up voicemails you know to go it, into? Gene. You know it, Gene. <laughs> you know you I do. Know it. Uh, you know right, it. Here's a fun one. You know. Hey, Mom, Gene. Uh, just heard that girl say that on the East Coast we don't eat ass, and she's wrong. Yeah. can already just tell that she's one of those lame, single New York girls that just can't find a good guy. So she's not <laughs> eating scrum. You should be eating Tom scrum. He deserves it. All right. Be coming up in May. Now, does he deserve a scrum eat? My husband? Absolutely. He deserves the world. He's a great father, great husband. Um, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. Like, I'm still intellectually. You were there before the you know, accident. What happened? I know. <laughs> you know, accidents really trauma kind of puts you back a few. Like you're not really thinking about stuff. It's not in my the forefront. Um, you know, Tom's still healing from his nerve out. He's not even moving his hand right now. Like our sex life is so crude. Like it's just like, yeah, uh, oh, just get it in. Like we all the nerves in his butt are still there. intact. You'll still be able to feel all that. <laughs> He actually had extra nerve endings put into his anal cavity uh, so that when I came time to lick his scrum, it would be extra zingy, extra zesty, zesty. Yeah, extra. Could you do that? That'd be rad. Uh, why can't they make penises larger, by the way? Like, why can't they do a penis enlargement? I feel like they can do everything else. They just haven't successfully done that. I think there's ways. I feel like we've talked about it on After Dark. Before, I know. Where there's like a. There's like a peel back thing where it's just like a like it's an overlap dissection and then you kind of like do it like that. So it's like mm. the bottom and the top kind of separate and then you're able to kind of get a little meaty that way. But I think it thins you out from what I understand, not in a cool way. There has to be a prosthetic <laughs> peener that they can just put on you if you have a real small one. And then I don't know, dude. Well, yeah, I think, that, I think that's probably just like a, you could just get a strap on where your your little guy fits into the big guy. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't imagine okay. that doesn't exist. I know, I know. I don't, I don't like this. Okay, uh, so let's get back to the follow-ups. I love that eating scrum's an East Coast thing. Like, it's a regional, <laughs> like White Castle. Maybe Yo, we they, love it on the East Coast. Maybe because they need to stay warmer out there. 
it's a good way to mm-hmm. warm your face up is get your face all up in it. Oh yeah. And people's, people's butts aren't as gamey as they are on the West coast, you know, mm-hmm. Cause, yep. smellier. Yeah. Could you cold. imagine this Texas swamp ass? Oh my God. Nah, I think I'll get over it. You'll get over it. Yeah. You know, I'm just uh vaxxed, uh, waxed and ready to Eat Lick ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waxed, vaxed, and ready to eat ass. <laughs> Woo! I have been using my Toto Washlet more just as a general freshener throughout the day because it does get swampy. Yeah. Like oh. I'll just go in for a freshener because you're like, oof, it's hot out. Better freshen oh, up. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, when, when I was in Austin, I was just like, uh, man, you know, I usually, keep it to one shower a day for the most part but when i'm in austin i'm having like three four showers a day it's anytime i'm going near a shower i'm i'm using it yeah you may as well it feels good it feels yeah. nice um do we have any more follow-up voicemails oh, we got a ton homie oh let's do it bro let's do it what you doing hi mommy i was just listening to the podcast where rob eiler was on there and yeah. he was talking about whether he likes cum or not well yeah. i just gotta let you know i love so my first experience with it was when I was 24 years old. I'm 24 now. So a few months ago, my boyfriend accidentally came in me. Oh, my gosh. I've been craving it ever since. Also, whenever I'm giving him head, I love the taste of it, too. It just makes me feel so much like a woman when I get to come. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, isn't that interesting, Christina? <laughs> What do you think about this come love and lady? I I don't think anything anymore. Like I the older I get, the less I know about anything. I just don't know. I just I don't know. I don't I can't believe it. And the, this is the beauty of the internet now is that we can put the call out there like, hey, do you love come? Let me know. And some woman is like, I love it. I love it. And it's like Yeah, you have an email and a phone number to call in with that with that answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. But I would like to know specifically, is it the taste you love? She says, I feel like a woman. I understand that. Like you've got the cum. You you, you brought it out of somebody. Got That's all cool. All the cum. Is it is it the taste? Is it just that you elicited the cum? Do now, you know what I mean? Like what's the what's the angle? What what do we love about it? Now I do feel that there are some uh uh genetic proponents uh, that that drive women to liking come and i think one of those is the need to procreate so from what uh, i understand uh, there is some sure. sort of chemical in cum that mm-hmm. when it is injected into a woman's vagina it s- secretes all sorts of serotonin levels and stuff oh that's interesting mm-hmm. okay so there's some scientific uh, stuff there sure sure yeah, sure, Christina, sure sure you are genetically uh modified to love it. cum stop <laughs> it <laughs> You are predispositioned. And thank you. To love next the call. <laughs> next voicemail. I mean, I can't even handle this today. Sure. Here, go. Here comes the next voicemail. Oh, shit. Hey, mommy. It's uh, Tom from Florida calling. I'm listening to episode 108 with Rob Eiler and another gentleman, Tom, was talking about eating some scrum, getting all up in that business, and he recommended putting some kind of flavor on it. Well, recently I had a lady friend of mine put a fruit roll-up on my penis, um, and it was a pretty good time. Maybe that'll change the flavor a little bit for you. I don't know if you can put it on the b-hole and have a date, but uh, 
that's my advice. Put a little fruit roll up, wrap it around there. Maybe it'll taste a little bit better. All right, you bet I'm coming up in May. Now, isn't that interesting? Hmm. Hmm. You know, that's that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Fruit roll up. They're tasty. Everybody likes them. Mm-hmm. Now, They're a little sticky, a little sticky. Now, if you're a lady that likes cum but not scrum, maybe try <laughs> tapping a little cum on that scrum. <laughs> oh. Okay, next voicemail. Can it not be cum or scrum related? How about that? Sure, sure, sure. No cum and no scrum. I'm done. Full of full hey, of Hitler, scrum and cum. Uh, calling from South Korea, and I wanted to talk oh. about the kids in Japan thing. Um, I think that the safety of kids walking around by themselves is directly related to CCTV. I used to live in Scotland, and I was shocked to see five-year-olds walking by themselves to school. Um, But I think that because there's so many cameras around, it's a lot safer. And also, if I tried to wave at a child or talk to them, all the adults around would give me just the meanest eyes. Um, so that's my theory, and here in Korea it's the same way. So I don't know. There Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, long live the rational revolution. So this is in reference to a video clip you were showing of children in Japan who were about five or six years old walking in the streets and taking public transportation to and from school and just like being out in the world without parents. So we had our own theories. That's a really good point. Um, London as well has many cameras. So she's talking about the surveillance system that is in place in these cities. And, you know, uh, it's a good deterrent, the threat of being constantly surveilled, whether or not anyone is actually watching (laughs) the threat of uh, the threat of being watched is pretty great to keep creeps away and the community. So that's interesting. We did think maybe it was community oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. My father always talks about in communism, how safe it was. A, the threat of deterrence, the threat of being thrown into a gulag, and B, your neighbor always kept an eye on you. So very good. Very yeah. cool. Thanks, North uh, South Korea. Wow. We got listeners all the way there. It's awesome. Yeah, I feel like uh, North Korea. I feel like a lot of other countries just come from a, like a takes a village type of mentality where everyone just looks yeah. out for like the little kids and, you know, making sure no one's doing any shiesty shit. Yes, I sense that. And um I sense that in smaller, like in here in Austin, I sense that a little bit more people, people aren't as shocked by the presence of children around. Like, I feel like in LA, I'm always interrupting other people's lives. Like, I'm sorry. I'm always apologizing for my children being children. And here they laugh. Like we were at a barbecue place and, you know, Juju and, and Ellis were just fucking around and being kids. And they were laughing. The table next to us was like, ah, look how cute little boys being rascals. That was kind of cool. Um, okay, fo- we did our follow-ups. What else? Show, show me the board again, mommy. I want to see what we got. Ages to, yeah. Um, wait, what's the what's the pillow photo? I forgot what I send you guys. I'm always sending stuff into these two. Oh, it goes along with an email that you have. Oh, let me look at that. I wish I had glasses. Oh, I do. A <laughs> door. <laughs> Other new pillows. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, here we go. New pillows. What's up, Hitler? My roommate had a pretty significant Pajitsky effect today. He is about to be 26 years old and walked into the living room this morning and said, 
I got some new pillows today. An odd way to start the morning, if I do say so myself, but I decided to bite. He proceeded to show me the new pillows and then threw the old ones off his bed onto the ground next to me. I looked down and saw the most disgusting pillows I've ever seen in my life. He's been sleeping on the same pillow since high school. Never once occurred to him till only just a few days ago to get new pillows. He claims they have been washed and dried over the past decade and a half, but, but good God, piss on me, beat me with love, Joey. Oh my God. Oh, that is foul. And that's just like head juices. That's just, that's just like fluid oozing out of your mouth, eye, ear. Yeah, dude. There's no weird that we leak. Like we, if you look at your mattress, you just fluids just come out of us. Yeah, especially someone like you that likes to s- like sweat while they sleep. I mean, yours I is probably a little sweat. crazier than normal. That's oh, the best. Yeah, I had a really good night sweat the other night. I was thinking Chris Larson would have hated it. I was thinking about how much disdain Chris Larson has for sweating night sweats. I think that is fucking does. foul. Has oh, I love re- it. Has anyone related to you saying that? Oh, I don't think so. I don't bring it up with uh, with people, but right, I love a good. No, I just don't. I just don't think about it. I love a good night sweat. Like I love waking up and my chest is like really covered in sweat. And I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. So sweaty. Because I feel like I'm getting out impurities. I feel like I'm like, it's like a sauna. I'm getting out all the bacteria. Ew, dude. I'm purifying my temple. I love it. Feels strong. (laughs) But what's crazy with this Pajitsky effect is that I think up until three or four years ago, I was like, yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't throw pillows out. It's uh, you have, oh, you have so the gross. ones that you grew up with. Like I remember bringing yep. like six pillows from my parents' house when I moved out. Yeah. And I remember yeah. seeing them. I'm like, this one is so gross. Why? How does it? I guess I just have to live with how gross this pillow is. Yes. And then you're like, pillows are like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know how I learned about pillows is that I was touring, touring. So that means I was like 32 at least. I was at least 32 years old. And I had a pillow that I named Softy because it was like my favorite Softy pillow from when I was a child and I would tour with Softy and I left Softy behind in a hotel and I felt so bad. And then it was like, oh, I guess I have to buy a new pillow now. That's the first time I realized I had to buy pillows. And I had that. I had, bro. And I had Softy since I was five, maybe. How nasty is that? I'm sure Softy looked like that, all brown and grody. Nasty as hell, dude. Oh, it definitely. Oh, hold on. So you never even washed it? Not the pillow itself, but the pillow case. Uh-huh. And I, I do remember it. Softy was very yellow on the inside. <laughs> Softy was just like, but I didn't know that pillows weren't supposed to be all yellow and gross. I just thought that's everybody's pillow, right? Right. When you reach a certain age, you're just like, yeah, huh? Oh. I, I didn't realize this was a yellow pillow. <laughs> Disgusting. So fucking disgusting. Okay, here's another one. This one's good. Hitler, on one of your recent episodes, you said your parents kept you on the straight and narrow. My whole life, I thought it was straightened arrow. Like your dumbass bent arrow that can't fly fly right. Then you get straightened out and it's all good. Makes total sense. Good talk. Get your ass on the straightened arrow, bro. I'll be there at 12 a.m. May 1st to massage everyone's little holes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense though straightened arrow on the straightened arrow yeah that makes sense right. that still makes sense in that context yeah i don't mind that 
Ooh, we got a couple other Pajitsky effects here. Too. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I love these. Hey, mommy. Just calling because I had a Pajitsky effect. So my nice. birthday's coming up on the 27th, and I realized I could just tell my family exactly what I want for my birthday. That way I don't get disappointed with a bunch of shit I don't want or like. And guess what? I can do this for Christmas, too. How fucking wild mm-hmm. is that? Thanks. Love you. Bye. Dude, that's a huge revelation, bro. You can just tell people what to buy you and then you'll like it better. Wait, you can? Yeah. Yes. I thought that was I just like a Christmas thing, which, is, which I thought was weird. I tell Tom what to buy me constantly. I'm like, dude, just get me this thing. I want this thing. Yeah, that's what adults do. Just buy me this thing. I like it. Or. <sighs> oh, man. I. Yeah. You're blunt. You just take whatever scraps people give you. Well, I I would actually get upset at people that <laughs> asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I'd be like, Why? I'd be like, don't you fucking know me? Fucking get me something you think I'd like. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm going to have to side with Indal on this one. There we go. Really? I, cause I used to, I do, I did do that with my family. Like I would give them a list every year of like the things they could buy me. And it's so disappointing when it Christmas time comes around. Cause it's like, I already know what I'm getting. You know, it's like, oh, oh, here's the thing I basically bought for myself in a sense. It's 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 it takes all the joy out of it. It's it's you know, it's just like okay. Yeah. Sure, it turns it I into a perfunctory sort of Yeah, it just exchange. becomes yeah, it just becomes a, a ritual in a sense. And then it no longer there's no um like surprise involved in it anymore. Mm, and that's then, interesting. yeah, and then it's like I spent all this time trying to come up with a good fucking gift for you guys and you guys don't put any fucking effort into mine. Oh yeah, dude. Listen to that rage. Listen to that anger. <laughs> you don't fucking give me a thing I want a fucking shit. God, he hates his family so much. <laughs> Chris, when family. are you going to th- when are you going to therapy? I can't wait. When are you gonna go? Not anytime soon as far as I'm aware. Yeah, so so it's either deal with the disappointment of like, oh, there's no surprise or deal with the disappointment of I don't want this object in my life. So you kind of have mm-hmm. to pick your disappointment because then sometimes comes the expectation of, hey, where's that scarf I uh, bought you? And you're like, I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. So like now you have to wear the crappy scarf around or like. Well, I mean, you could just chuck that shit. You know? Like, you know, it's not on you to like the gift. It's on them to get a good gift. Like, I feel like the only thing that you really should be picking on your birthday is where you're having your birthday dinner. You know, because then you go to your favorite spot and like that. That's where it makes sense where you choose your gift to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Different strokes. I, I feel like I like to ch- I like to tell people what to get me. And then that way I'm never disappointed. And then I get to use the item. I think I'm too rational brained. I think I don't mm. I don't have feelings anymore. Is that the Lexapro? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't uh I maybe I'm not a sentiment. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. Potato potato, right? Gas station squeegee. I've been traveling across the country camping over the last several months, and I was getting really annoyed at how often I had to go to car washes to clear the bugs and dirt from my windshield. Last week, I met up with a friend, and while I was popping in, <laughs> he got out of the car, threw out, threw our car, our car trash out, throwing oh, also a Pajitsky effect, throwing out my car trash at the gas station, yeah, and grabbed a little squeegee that cleaned my windshield for free. 
My remarkably dumb brain never thought twice that gas station trash cans had handles coming out of them or that I could clean my car windshield whenever I wanted. Another fucking plot twist. He's an avid traveler as well and keeps Windex and microfiber rags in his trunk to clean his windows whenever he fucking needs to. Needless to say, my savings account is amped and my windshield is as sparkly keen as Pierce Paris's beehole. <laughs> Thanks for the many ways you've improved my life. Piss on me, beat Molly. Wait, so he, this is person, she's saying that she never knew you could grab the windshield wiper in the gas station right. or that you can buy a windshield wiper on your own and then you can dip it in their filthy water. No, she's saying she never realized you could use the free one at the gas station. I think she, at <laughs> any time- favorite. Anytime there was a bug splatter on her front windshield, she thought she had to spend 10 to $50 to go get your car wash at the car wash. No, yeah, that's that's a real that's good a, one for her. That's a good one because this, there's I hate washing the car. I fucking I hate going to the car wash. I hate wasting my time. I like a drive through car wash. That's my lane. That's the only I don't one care I'll if the do. interiors. Yeah, I cannot waste my time. Oh, man. You could buy your own squeegee too. Did you know that? My mother used to do that. And then you just dip it in their filthy water and you can clean your windshield. Okay. But so you have to, you dip it in their filthy water after you move their squeegee aside. What do you need a squeegee for? <laughs> My mom did. I don't know. She liked having her own squeegee. <laughs> but what do you need it for if the place you're going to, you're still, you're still using well, the dirty water. I know. You're right. The dirty water is still there. But the squeegee, the quality of the squeegee was superior. My mother's squeegee was superior to the quality of the gas station one is what I'm trying to say. Like, superior. Because those are all like, cre- like the, the plastic on them is not not even. It's like cut up and chewed up and it's not, you know, it's homie, not as good. It's, well, you know, as <laughs> shitty as that squeegee is, I guarantee you one thing. It's going to make your window cleaner than it was. <laughs> That's so true. Guys are see and also and you, oh my and god. Then you're carrying around a dirty ass squeegee in your car. I know. Oh, that's the part I wouldn't do. I would never do this. Um, have you ever been so lazy? Oh my god, when I was in my twenties. You know where I'm going with this. Do you know where I'm going with I this? don't, and I can't wait to see okay. where this goes. Okay. <laughs> have you ever been so lazy and broke that you were like, I'm not gonna wash this car, but I am gonna go to the gas station and squeegee squeegee the front windshield. And then the back windshield, like I'll do that like for months instead of wash the whole car just so I can see. I've even squeegee like the side windows. <laughs> yeah, homie. Just so that I could see. And then like not, I would not wash my car for like a year. Homie, so lazy. how is that different? That's not different. <laughs> that's the same. Is different that different what? No, you could. What you, do you mean? What, that's not a broken. I don't wash my car. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like everyone in college did that. Like, I think the the color of my car in high school was just rust. I thought it was funny that it looked so <laughs> shitty. Like, actually, the paint would start chipping away. I'm like, oh, this is, a, you know, like a couple more months of this, and maybe I could submit it to pimp my ride or something. <laughs> yeah, my car One was time a I real tried piece. To squeegee my whole car. That that did not work out well. <laughs> what 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 are the negative side effects of that? <laughs> It just, it didn't look right. You know, it left a lot of like weird marks all over it. Like <laughs> you can tell you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you can't squeegee a whole car. You're just pushing the dirt around. Like it's like I learned lines that. Yeah. dirt. I, I mean, I, I thought it would work. It's like cleans the windows. Why well, want to clean the side of my car? Nah, it doesn't. 
sans logic you need okay okay well what why don't they invent this is a great idea let's go with this why don't they invent a squeegee that does clean your whole car like maybe it's got like you hook it to the hose hear me out you hook it to the hose but then you have to find a hose and that, that takes out the laziness of not washing your car there has to be an yeah. apparatus then you're getting so, into yeah. like a car wash then you're territory getting there yeah. water now i'm washing my car, on your car. yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're solving one problem and creating new ones. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. <laughs> God. And how filthy the interior of my cars would be. Oh, boy, that was bad. Just like McDonald's bags. And then when I smoked cigarettes, I would just have an ashtray full of butts and just. Hell yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah. You, Are, is that you, where you're at? <laughs> well, no, I just chucked my ciggies out. But have you ever had it where uh, you were driving someone uh but you weren't expecting to have company in your car. You're like, oh my, like yes. you start getting anxiety. You're like, oh my God, there's there's so much shit on the fucking passenger seat that I need to like throw to the back seat because you know there's not a trash can <laughs> where you are. <laughs> I know, I know. Real of panic. course, <laughs> so disgusting knowing someone else, and you just the whole time you're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's like showing someone your filthy room when you were a kid. Like, God, my room would get so fucking messy. Oh, Ugh. Yeah. Any of your friends come over and you're like, fuck, please don't look at this. That was actually really enlightening when you'd go <sighs> to a friend's house and you'd be like, oh my God, this room is so much messier than mine. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I know. And I'm trying to think how did, because I just would not clean my room. I hated it. I've never been a, a tidy person. Like, how will I make my children clean their rooms when they're older? Because now we, they still we do it for them for the most part because they're so little. Oh, no. You how do, do you bribe them? Like, how do you do it? Oh, no, you just sternly say to go clean your room. Like, I know that I cleaned my room whenever I was asked. Like, it was, if you just do it sternly enough and it's, you know, you, you put in some sort of reward system where it's like, no treats if you don't clean your room. Because I think that works more on boys than it does girls. Because I think every girl, like, at least, like, when I was younger, whenever I'd hang out with a girl, like, their room was always fucking disgusting. Always disgusting. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's always just oh, like, good. It's, it's like hoarder, like uh, where it's just like there's yeah. pads because there's clothes everywhere. Yeah. So there's like little pads, and at some point they they pass us in their cleanliness. But at one point, every girl's disgust more disgusting yes. than every boy. Yeah, there's something in the adolescent. Like I think it's so. I think you're so tired as an adolescent. Like your brain is popping, your hormones, everything in you is changing so rapidly. You're just exhausted and depressed and angry and anxious. There's no, there's no space in the adolescent brain for much. You know, the world is just changing around you so much. But Chris Larson, I have a feeling your military dad probably had a good system. Were you tidy growing up? No. <laughs> No, messy. And did your mom get you to clean? Military dad, in that sense. I mean, um, yeah, my, my cleaning my room. I, I just never really got that dirty. I mean, I was never that messy of a kid. Like my clothes went in the yeah, hamper. Yeah, he's naturally whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I would never like make my bed or anything. I wasn't like, it oh, wasn't like it wasn't a spotless room. It's just like it's never gonna get to a point that it needs a cleaning. You know. So you're you're inherently tidy. Uh, for the I, most I believe that. Yeah, because one of my boys, Juju, is inherently tidy. He loves keeping tidy, and that's just been in him from day one. Ellis is like a messy like me, doesn't even see it, doesn't, yeah. So, different strokes. Interesting. Oh, that's what maids are for. Just fucking 
teach them to make a lot of money and then they'll have a mate. Hell uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. Okay, here we go. Here's the deal, man. For about the past year, I have been having trouble sleeping due to getting hot at night. I bitched, complained, and kept asking myself, why is this happening? My comforter was heavy as shit, and the house I'm in is older and not as well insulated. It finally occurred to me less than a month ago. I could simply buy a cooling fan and a comforter that doesn't weigh 100 pounds. <laughs> the first night was bliss. I'm a fucking idiot, but at least I'm cooler in bed now. Love all the work you guys do at YMH and welcome at Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's little stuff like that. And it's so funny because I would get so mad when people would communicate to me on a basic level. Like I'm trying to think of an example and someone's like, no, you need to, right. You need to take the comforter off of your bed. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know that. And I would like skip over details like that. And now you're like, oh, if I really listen to people or if I like listen to details, they make sense. You know, like you don't think about that stuff. At least I never listen to people. Oh, that makes sense. Take off your fucking comforter, dipshit. Hello, mommies and uh, booth boys. So today I have a profound Pajitsky effect. I just found out you don't have to bend over in the shower to risk slipping, falling over, breaking your neck and having your loved ones come find you naked, soaked up and unresponsive on the floor in order to just simply wash your feet. You can actually just order a foot scrubber. It has suction cups that stick to the bottom of the shower so it won't slip. Just drop some body wash or hair shampoo for the booth boys. Yeah, and get to scrubbing. It's only $15 on Amazon. And best of all, you get to live another day. <laughs> Hold on. Hold me on that. Yeah, Pe- what? People clean their feet in the shower? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, wait, what? Why? Doesn't a soap just get on it? Yeah, it just trickles mm-hmm. down. You don't even need to deal with that shit. And pee, pee is sterile. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say pee on your feet to get them clean. No, but, you know. Oh, wow. It's clean. Look at these. Chris, do you Chris, do you wash your feet? The bottom your feet? No, I don't wash my feet. Yeah, who the fuck is washing their feet? That is absurd. You wouldn't have one of these bristle flip-flop things in your shower? No. I I think this is silly. No. I think this is dangerous. You still have to put your foot in there and then it's all soapy and wet when you pull it out. Then you're gonna put that down on your tile, you can still slip. No, fuck it. I'm just yeah, not fuck watching all me. this. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep fuck doing all. what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all this. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Let's do some what would Christina Pease do? Pease do. It's been a while. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? Mm-hmm. Here we go. This one's amazing. I deal with the same thing. Dad sleeps through baby crying. <sighs> I need mommy advice. Every morning, my son's father sleeps through our son crying every time he cries. It drives me crazy. I've tried waking him up. So he could take care of the baby for a change. And he groans and turns around and goes back to sleep. Please give some advice other than breaking my leg. Love you, mommy. Piss on me, be me. I mean, if this isn't a page out of my own fucking life, I don't know if Tom has a genetic ability. It's like he can't hear babies crying. It's, it's been like the bane of my existence. I don't have a solution. Guys in the booth, I'm going to defer to you on this because I don't fucking know. 
Hmm. Maybe if it's one of those things, and Grant, I don't know if this will work because I've never had to deal with this problem, but uh, just make it known to your partner, like, hey, taking care of them every night is killing me. Like, I think yeah, what, uh, I, I talked to my brother, and I think what they do is they, they take turns. Where it's just like, mm -hmm. if the baby wakes up tonight, it's your job. If the baby wakes up mm -hmm. tomorrow night, it's my job. So at least every night you're switching off and someone gets a night off. That's a great idea. And if he needs help waking up, then fucking wake him up. You know, Tom's always been like, just wake me up. I'll help you. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then it's a hassle to wake him up. Oh, true. But I yes, mean, you could just taking elbow, turns. Just elbow, elbow and be like, hey, it's your turn. Yeah. Fuck if you face. want dick touches Tell tonight or something like dick that. Dick touches. You want me to touch your dick? Larson, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I, that, that seems like the, uh, the best solution. I can't, I can't really think other than like making them sleep with the baby or something in the baby's room. Oof, that's a terrible solution. <laughs> Especially yeah, if they don't snore, do that. they're just going to keep the baby up. Um, oh, no, no, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just going to have to take turns and elbow them until they get out of bed, I guess. And Yeah. Uh, guys, are, really guys are harsher. Solution. It's terrible. Like guys are harsher. Where I think a lot of women, at least women don't realize how harsh dudes are with each other <laughs> like you can elbow a guy and be like wake up fucker like you can do that to them and they're not gonna break men are so you can't do it to a woman because we'll be like fuck you but to a dude it's like they i don't know they kind of respond to that right like being a little more forceful yeah and, and also i would like to say <laughs> that anyone that has elbowed me awake I never woke up in pain from the elbow. I'm just awake. I'm like, why am I awake? What's going on? Why, what's going on with my with my rib over here? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Here, what's up? What do you need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you never wake up in pain. You're just like, whoa, what happened? Why am I all of a sudden mm -hmm. here? <laughs> yeah, and also like waking them up, then give them a minute to wake up. Let the kid keep crying. It's going to be annoying. It's going to suck. But also what I've learned is like, if you ask for his help or you want his help, you got to let him do it his way. And his way sucks. Like, let's be frank. Moms always do it better. Uh, guys don't know how to do baby stuff. Not all of them. I don't know. Just my guy doesn't know how to. Okay, but, uh, but you, you know, they can do stuff. You just can't, can't harp, you know, harp on them. Okay. Okay, I gave birth to my first crotch goblin two months ago. Congratulations. She's cute as fuck, but I can no longer say the same for myself. Nothing on my body settled where I thought it would. Basically, I got nutted in and went from a solid six to a fugly three. And when I can apply mascara to my lifeless eyes. Yeah, I know. The breastfeeding, which is a full-time job itself, and I'm always starving. Oh, that's right. This does not help with losing the baby weight or maintaining milk supply. And I'm super out of shape as it is. I don't know where to start and just feel repulsive. What's the secret? I just want my husband to turn into a telescope when he eventually sees me naked again. Thanks, mommy, Alex. Oh, I'm so sorry. That is tough. So yeah, I mean, look, you're only two months postpartum and you're really, so they call it the fourth trimester for a reason. Those first three months after you have a baby, you're still really pregnant. You know, you're you, you have this person attached to you that's feeding off of you and it is devastating for a woman's self-image. I remember after both pregnancies, just feeling the same way, feeling like such an ugly pig, 
And, and you know, you, your body dysmorphia is an all time high. Cause you're fatter than you've ever been. You feel like a blob because you're just eating to me and, and they all lie to you and say, Oh yeah, your breastfeeding takes off the pounds. No, it fucking doesn't. Um, my advice to you, especially like you said, like, even if you have the energy to put mascara on, I know it's so hard. Those first three months is, uh, if you can, cause you're, you're probably sitting around nursing a lot. This is what I did, which really helped on the second time around is buy really nice nursing pajamas because you're sitting around in pajamas for the first three months, pretty much. Buy like nice things, things that you feel good wearing. So much, and right now, especially since the pandy, there's so much great athleisure wear out there and there's so much great maternity wear, those snappy bras that you can just pop out and put the baby on your boob so that you feel like a human. Um, If you can get your hair done, get your hair done, get your nails done. I know it's hard to get away from the baby at that point, but just do those little things. Have someone watch the kids so you can do those little hygienic maintenance things. Don't even think about the weight. You you know, you're just going to have to be fat for a little bit longer. And then once that kid's done breastfeeding really is when you can start thinking about getting yourself back in shape. That's, that's always wow. How I did it. Well, you know, breastfeeding, you're still in mommy mode. Uh, It really takes a year for your body to recover from childbirth and pregnancy, a whole year. Think about that. So don't try not to beat yourself up. Try to clean yourself up as much as possible. Shower every day if you can. I know it's so fucking hard. Dry shampoo is not the enemy. Dry shampoo is your best friend. Use that shit. Try to put on just, I remember there were some days all I could muster was just like under eye concealer and maybe some lip gloss, like just something. Uh, there you go. And then once you're done breastfeeding, then you can really kick weight loss into high gear. And there you go. Yeah. Plus, I mean, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, Christina. Go I, I ahead, like, Nizar. I feel like I've heard Tom say this before, but it's like he finds you just as attractive after you give birth as like it's like you're now the mother of his child. Like it's there's even yes. more of an attraction there, right? Yeah. It's it's more so in our minds as you're you know, as, as everything shifts, you're getting depressed. It's, it could be your first baby. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You worry that your husband doesn't find you attractive because you're, you are heavier than you've ever been and you're bloated and you're this weird milk factory. <laughs> so all this stuff is like, so it makes you feel so unsexy. So it really is more, I think in your head, you don't say anything that, oh, my husband thinks I'm a pig. You're right. So it is in our minds. And Tom, I don't think Tom ever noticed any changes in me. <laughs> He was always like, so what to fuck you? Can I fuck you now? How about now? Does the baby out? Can I fuck you now? And I'm like, all right, well, thank God for that. Yeah, dudes have real have a real trouble seeing change, like like little weird day-to-day changes where it's like, I don't know, you still look like the lady that I married. Like, I'm fucking down, dude. Oh, yeah, I dyed my hair white and nobody said anything. <laughs> you guys were like, hey, Christina. I'm like, nothing? No difference today? Nothing new about me? Well, whatsoever because it was you know we saw you on the camera and we're like oh we don't know if the exposure is off a bit but like it looks good and then as soon as you you did say there was that it was just like well this fucking platinum look fucks did you actually did you now that you mentioned it did you put a little bit more, more yellow in there Shit, i dialed it down a few notches homie the platinum look looks good on you thank you i appreciate it i it was actually a mistake but I'm um, rolling with it now, and now I'm getting used to it. It's fine. It's fine. You look like it's Andy fun. Warhol's protege. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it's fun. Fuck it. What else am I doing with my life? Gives a shit. It's fun. 
All good. Okay, let's see. Advice for a future. What was we? What are we gonna? Oh no, uh, I I thought we were gonna move on to the next one, but yeah, go go on to the next. Uh, what would Christina P do? Ooh, okay. What was the next one you wanted to do? Uh, there was just a a cool hack uh that I see prepped oh, over here. Oh, do it, do it. Let's do that. Here, it's uh, I think it was an Instagram post. Yeah, this is the thing that you sent Zolo, the the ghost mom hack. Oh, uh, this is hilarious. Uh, so I found this on Instagram. I love these mom posts. I was terrified of ghosts when I was little. So my mom told me I can vacuum them up and had me clean the house telling me I was getting rid of them. That's brilliant. Vacuum them up. I think that's how you're getting rid of ghosts. Brilliant. Oh, I had another one I can show you. Uh, you know what, you guys? I feel like I feel like if you're listening to this show, you get me. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to report me to the PC police. Oh, boy. Where's this get, going? See this. this one's nuts. Are you ready? I mean, this is just a silly one. It's not that outrageous. This is on, on Instagram, too. This woman tweeted, my kid just called Fruit Loops, quote, Pride Cheerios. And I've never been happier in my life that this little dude calls me mom. <laughs> Pride Cheerios? Called Fruit Loops, Pride Cheerios. I'm like, how old is this kid? (laughs) I don't know, but it's just silly to me. It's like you can teach your kids. Kids are really getting indoctrinated fast. Yeah, they're waking up earlier and earlier these days. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you can teach your kids to be um, loving and accepting of everybody without, you know, drinking the fucking semantic Kool-Aid on every little I don't know. It seems silly to me that we have to make them say pride Cheerios. <laughs> like, okay. I, all right. Well, you know, are you just, act, do they know any gay people? How about introduce them to actual gay people? How about right. get instead, them used to instead of gay cereal? Yeah. Like, okay. It's a, I think, I think because it's kind of an empty, it feels like a virtue signaling gesture. Like, look, look what a great thing I'm doing. I'm virtuous. And then, you know, I eat Cheerios and not only that I'm, I'm pro gay. Like, okay. All right. Good for you. Good for you. <sighs> Seems like it's hard, but whatever. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to say that. What else did you have? Um, here, there's, there's this thing that you sent Zola to prep. Which uh, seems right up your alley. <laughs> Gosh. Now, this one was fascinating. Yeah, now, why did you send this one? In? <laughs> so, full disclosure, I know there's a backstory to this woman that I don't know the whole story to. So, but one second. This was, the, but let's start from here. This was posted under Bon Appetit Magazine's. Uh, Instagram feed. So it's an interesting, first of all, Bon Appetit magazine is primarily what? Recipes, uh, pictures of food, how to make drinks, how to, you know, it's a foodie mag. And this girl, Jess, Jessamine Stanley, I guess she's a, she's been in the public eye before um, uh, talking about yoga being um, an act of white supremacy and, and and so yeah again like i i'm not fully researched in this so i kind of <laughs> I, i'm i'm talking out of turn here and i and i openly admit that so any nuances here is are missed on me but 
So this is just the post. Let's just discuss what the post is. And Bon Appetit magazine. And this is a quote from the, um, the woman sitting on the stool. I try to separate myself from anyone or anything that makes me feel like there's something wrong with the way that I'm eating food. I try to appreciate all the beings that gave themselves to make that food possible. Author and yoga teacher Jessamine Stanley tells associate editor Ali Francis in Stanley's new book, Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. She discusses her journey towards loving herself and her body. Francis spoke with Stanley about her struggles with body image, the hard truths she wants us to accept about ourselves, the food she's cooking on repeat and more. Okay, so for the full interview, da-da-da, Cornell Watson. Oh, and here's a neat part too that Bon Appetit magazine directly under that writes comments that are deemed as bullying or hate speech will be reported and subject to removal. We hope to continue to be a part of the much needed conversation about body acceptance as it relates to food and wellness. Yet comments that are deemed as bullying or hate speech will be reported and subject to removal. So who's determining what hate speech is or what bullying is, which is a little concerning, right? I always don't like that. I put a lot of faith in in the people that give me recipes for, I don't know, chicken (laughs) soup or whatever the fuck. (laughs) I know. Like, why is this political? Hey, yeah, this is Bon Appetit magazine, which seems a little odd. Yeah, but I mean, also, it is the Internet. So, I mean, if you're going to try and tell the Internet to not be the Internet, good luck. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Right. See how that goes. And again, my worry too is like, okay, you're going to censor how people react to something that you're putting out there. I don't think that's, and how do we know how people really feel about this? Like I, I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely curious as to what the average person reading that feels and thinks like, I want to know, are people like this chick's out of her mind? Are people like, this is awesome. But when you're censoring the comments, I don't know what the average Bon Appetit reader thinks and feels. Therefore, what's the point of posting the article? Even if let's say it is a quote, hate speech. I don't think hate speech is legal in America. So, okay. But bullying. Okay. What is deemed bullying? Is it, this, this chick's crazy. Is that a bullying comment? Not, or is it not agreeing with observation? this lady is bullying. If you don't that's like what the I'm post, saying. you're a bully, Christina. That's what I'm saying. That's it. You articulated it better than I did. That's a hundred percent what I'm saying is that if you don't agree with this, now you're a bully. So that's what that bothers me. But okay, so here's here's what the quote again. I try to separate myself from anyone or anything that makes me feel like there's something wrong with the way that I'm eating food and try to appreciate all the beings that gave themselves to make that food possible. Okay, I like the second part. She's trying to separate herself from anyone or anything that makes her feel that there's something wrong with the way she's eating food. But that to me, let's let's break it down. I mean, let's be honest here. This is somebody that has a a broken relationship with food. I'm going to put it out there. I, I would, I would guess to say that she does not have a healthy relationship to eating. I'm going to go on a limb here and agree with you, Christina. Yeah. Um, and so I would argue that separating yourself from anyone or anything that makes you feel like there's something wrong with the way that you're eating food is not beneficial to you. And in fact, might make you sicker, unhealthier, fatter, and contribute to your mental illness. That is what causing this. This is mental illness. Just like anorexia is mental illness. It's, men- it's a mental illness. It's a mental problem. So I'm glad that she accepts herself. I think that's really important. And self-love is very important in treating it, right? This disease that is obesity and overeating. That's an, it's a mental problem. Right. But like, 
let's not let's not stop the celebration there. If she loves and accepts herself, great. Okay, well, maybe like treat the mental underlying stuff. Is that is that fair? I mean, I want to. I think that's a yeah. I mean, there's something to now. Look, it's like we're no beacons of health by nah. any stretch of the imagination. But also, nah. I'm willing to admit that I am morbidly obese and that it's not healthy for me. Well, the people are arguing that, but people are now arguing that being morbidly obese is perfectly fine for your health. Ooh, I can't, I, I cannot even, I can't yeah. even fathom that this is normal because imagine the, the strain in, in years to come that it will put on your joints, on your organs. There's no way that it's going to be okay. You don't see obese 90 year olds. There's a reason. Right. Yeah, I know a so, whole bunch of insurance companies that would disagree with the fact that being morbidly obese or any type of right. obese is right. is a good decision. And not only that, they're going to charge you for that decision. Of course. It's going to be so more then expensive there's, to live after that. I guess my Gen X brain is breaking because I'm like, oh, we're celebrating her denial of her relationship to food being an issue. We're celebrating it. And I'm like, and then if you say anything bad to her about it, you're the dick. It's like, I don't know. Chris Larson, you always seem to understand what's going on here. Can you, where, where, where's my thinking gone wrong? Tell, tell me where my thinking's gone wrong, please. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm trying to, I want to know. I'm trying, I deeply really am trying to understand um, what's going on. What am I missing? I don't know if it's just about how do I put um, like yeah, it's not healthy to say be morbidly obese, but at the same time, there are people with different sort of body genes and whatnot that lead you to be more prone to obesity and whatnot. So it's a little more difficult for people to overcome that, of course. Um, at the same time, if you aren't accepting of what kind of body shape you have is just going to feed a sort of vicious cycle of overeating and uh -huh. then you just get fatter okay. and then it's unhealthy and you know it's it's complicated you know like if you if you do nothing you won't get better but if you listen to all the haters you won't get better either uh, that's true okay i like this argument so my way is the old school way of, you know, what's really good for you? Shame. Let's fucking shame her and call her a fatso and let's, and let's make her self-loathing. And then that self-loathing will generate change. That's my generation. Your generation goes, well, that's not going to work. Like what if she loved herself first and accepted what is, the and then maybe from is that, is that, is that what we're saying? This yeah. generation that right? I think is saying there's a way like, to do this without hurting her feelings. And also, <laughs> Right. No, but is, is this what is this what they're saying? I'm, I don't I, think I'm shame a, is going to make her healthy. I think shame will either make her worse, either fatter or dangerously skinny. So like it, it can go the which opposite, looks great which by the way. I wish I would either. <laughs> what I wouldn't give to be dangerously skinny. <laughs> um, like that kind so, of body so, change is that rapid body loss is no. also not great for you either. I know, but it does look good in clothes. So here's the thing is that so 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 hold on. So is this woke? So this they're saying like, hey, love, accept, accept yourself and lose weight or just love and accept yourself and stop there. Um, if it's just love and accept yourself, stop there. That's obviously um, 
it's incomplete. You know, you have to also yeah. part of loving and accepting yourself is also recognizing your limitations and addressing those limitations. Yes, um, I agree with that. So it, it it doesn't just stop at like, well, I'm good the way I am, so I don't need to change. Then they, it's not really self-acceptance. That's self-denial. That's correct. There you go. And that's what she's doing, though. And she's saying, I, I'm separating myself from anyone or anything that makes me feel like there's something wrong with the way that I'm eating food. So she is saying, I know, fuck you. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to do me. And if, if if this is me, then this is me. And, you know, you guys have to accept it and deal with it. I don't know, it just feels like she's saying, fuck the haters. <laughs> right. Well, the haters don't care about her anyway. So what does she care about the haters? You know, but all right. Okay. Wow. We really learned a lot on this yeah. show. Yeah, I'm glad we got the moral compass of the studio to weigh in on this. It kind of made sense of everything. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Well, Chris does have a good grasp of what's what the narrative is nowadays. Like I, I guess like we're, we're we are leaning into a kinder, kinder, gentler nation. To quote, was that George Bush's thing? Kinder, gentler uh, era where people's feelings are are you know taken into consideration and validated. And blah 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 blah. But still don't change the fact that this is definitely unhealthy. And, you know, she needs to fucking stop eating so much. Can we just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that's bullying. Okay, well, sorry. I'm fucking old school. What can I say? What can I say? Man, that got me fired up. That really did. It always gets me, I think, only because and, and I it's not that I dislike uh, uh, overweight people or I dislike any it's not that it's that um <clears throat> I believe in resilience I believe in overcoming I believe in strife and like yes this thing is happening or yes let's accept reality and now what let's go let's push forward I want you to be better you know I like the I, I believe in the idea of progress I believe in the idea of people being able to change what they don't like about themselves not not just being stuck in there. Yeah, you can love yourself. But if you know what that yourself is, you know, drug addicts love themselves, do they? I don't know. Are we going to start accepting drug addicts who love their heroin addictions? Because that's, 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 hey, that's me. F all the haters. Like, no, it's not. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, some people would argue that that is a disease and not life choices for to be addicted to heroin. Food addiction, how is that not then any different than um, alcoholism or it's a, it's an addiction too, no? Right. And you, you're saying if you're prone if, to if being I fat, could, if I could shame food addicts, I could shame drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. People do all the time and it works. <laughs> ah, fucking A. Who knows? It's, it is tough being um, Gen X raising this generation because i you know as a parent you're like i don't know how much to subscribe i don't know how much i buy into this i don't know what what the what the party line is anymore on stuff but uh i don't i one thing i do know about myself is that i i'm not quick to drink all the kool-aid i'm like i don't know let's wait let's see what's happening here what's this really about what's the propaganda here there's always some fucking propaganda we're always selling magazines right bon appetit at the end of day which just got a free plug for me because now I'm talking about that stupid fucking article, right? I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, that, that really got you, Christina. They really fired me up. Man. <laughs> fucking fired me up. 
All right, let's leave on. Um, should we do like a mom hack or something fun to get us to get us into the the next dimension? Oh yeah, do you have a couple emails? Yeah, let me look them up, mommies. Mommy, mommy, mom hacks. Hey, mommy jeans. Oh yeah, I've got these things called glasses. Wishing you a speedy recovery. Thank you. The sooner you're better, the sooner you can eat Tom's scrum. God damn it. I have a long term. <laughs> relentless you guys are relentless i have a long-term dad hack for all the mommies and daddies as one of the poors i try to do everything for my son to better his future we set aside a thousand dollars every tax return from the child tax credit and we put it away so that when he turns 18 we can gift him eighteen thousand dollars to start his adult life with something he just turned four has four grand and already has more savings than my wife and i anyways anyways plural Love to know what, uh, what you think of this. A lot of people I talk with have never considered this type of savings for their kids and makes it feel somewhat like a better, uh, sorry, same for the kids. And it makes me feel like somewhat like a better parent than they are. Piss on me, beat me. I'll eat your scrummy, but I'm coming up in May. This is amazing, Anthony. Um, I love that you're doing this. I think this is a phenomenal idea. And in fact, there's actually Oh God, Nadav, Google it, will you? It's called the College Fund. Have it's it is it's federal. It's a federal fund. You can put money into every year. You contribute to this fund, and it is tax free. And I believe when the kid pulls it out, they don't have to pay taxes on the fund it's a college fund an r something i believe is it a 529 plan 529 you got it you got it 529 there's no penalties you get it i believe you get a tax break for putting money into it and your children are not penalized for using that money for college later and the interest on it grows every year as well um so i think what you're talking about is the 529. And if I were you, I would put the 18 or the $4,000 into a 529 versus just a regular savings account right now. God, who am I? Fucking Susie Orman. I can't believe I just knew that. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Good work. Uh, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think uh, I, you know, I, I really wish my parents had put aside college money for me because it was a huge stressor by the time I was going you know, to pull together a year's worth of tuition. I had to take out loans. I had to get grants. I had to get scholarship money and then pay out of pocket and all this shit. So why not? I think it's fantabulous. Fan. Did your parents have a college fund for you, Nedidov? Um, My grandparents did. It was, uh, it was one of those things where they, they just had a fund and it's like any child that wants to pursue education uh, will not have to worry about money if they want to pursue it. Wow. What a gift. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I wish I was more into schooling because let me tell you, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Gosh, that's so cool. No, yeah, but oh, like wow. all my siblings and all that, like, uh, yeah, I mean, any kid in our family that wanted to continue education was able to. What a great gift. Should I might do that for my future grandchildren. Yeah, I like this idea. I like education. Very good. Okay. Here's another one. Hey, mommy, I'm a mommy of three girls, six, four, and nine months, and it's wild. My house is forever a mess. I know mommy Tina has talked about hiring people to clean your house, but if you're like me and can't seem to budget that in because it's expensive in my area, my mom hack is to buy iRobot Mop. 
My husband bought it for me for Mother's Day a few years ago, and it saves me so much time. I normally have to mop two to three times a week unless I want to live in filth. I got the 200 series and it costs about $200 and it's worth every penny. The best PS Swiffers suck and make my floor sticky. I hate them, but I'm coming up in May. Kayla, I agree. I hate Swiffer. I've had those too. And it just smells funny and it makes your floor totally sticky. So the iRobot, will you look that up? Mm-hmm. iRobot mop. That sounds yeah, yeah. dope. I had a iRobot vacuum, I think. And it's dope. It's just whenever you leave uh, the house, you just have it run. And when you come back, everything's all nice. Nice. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, this one looks like a way more expensive model. Yeah, dude. I would do that in a heartbeat. I feel like my floor is constantly covered in food. Or you could get a dog. Our dog just eats all the food off the floor. And I literally will just leave it there until Bitsy eats it. I'm like, I don't give a shit if she gets diarrhea. I'm not fucking picking up macaroni and cheese. That is a natural vacuum slash mop. Yeah, get a a dog. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, Christina. What's more worth it? Uh, one time $200 fee or yeah. uh, having to buy dog food and feed your vacuum once every couple of weeks. I know. A vacuum is way better than a dog. Because <laughs> then your vacuum doesn't shit on your carpet every fucking night. Yeah, you don't get you let them out. attached to your vacuum. Oh, gosh, that's the worst part. I love Bitsy so much. It's so painful. I just know she's going to die in a decade and then I'll be fucking traumatized. Oh, yeah. Pet dying is the worst. Oh, it's there's nothing. It's way worse. There's nothing way worse than that. Yeah, like I've oh, this one I love. And the dog. I, I is agree. Worse than that. I agree. I I I mourn the death of FIFO more than my own mother. Like I think about Fief's death constantly. Don't think about my mom that much. Uh, this one's great. I work on cars. After work, I drive home to shower and then go to the gym. I get covered in grease at my job. The other day I was running really late and still needed to go to the gym. I received death stares that could ground, sorry, that could ground a 747 because of my merely homeless filth level in the gym. The next day, someone mentioned Clorox wipes to clean their house. All I could hear is holy shit in my new shower. To this day, I do a Clorox wipe shower before the gym. And after working on cars, piss on me, beat me. I'm coming up every May. Uh... I don't know if you should use Clorox wipes on your, so he's a mechanic. So my dad was a mechanic too. And um, it's hard to get the grease off your hands. Now my dad would always, he had like, uh, it's like the green gel and you wipe the green gel and that would wipe grease off. Like goo gone or something? Yeah. Or, um, and he would wash his hands. We had a sink out in the garage. So he would put this like green jelly on and that would take the grease off and then he'd wash his hands out and then he would come inside. But I know what he's talking about. I don't think you should use the wipes because those are bleach. Very harsh. You know what you mm-hmm. maybe try makeup wipes because those are pretty stringent and those can get anything off. And those I would are try a makeup skin. wipe and those are built for <laughs> skin up for cars or surfaces, bro. Try a makeup wipe, homie. They'll take off anything. Try even a lotion there's got to be a lotion out there that you wipe with a wipe it's just a regular wipe and a lotion and it'll take that grease right off fuck man don't use those chloride wipes anymore you can really burn yourself that's, burn a, your bad, eyes that's a bad idea i feel like that that probably Jesus. kills a, a lot of the the good flora right that your body yeah. produces <laughs> Well, Tom's dad was wiping his ass with Clorox wipes at one point. And we were like, you can't do that, dude. Your butthole will get burned. Yeah, that sounded insane back then, too. (laughs) Yeah, fucking weirdo. (laughs) 
God, I want to send this guy some proper makeup wipes. Ugh, all right. We'll figure it out. Anyway. All right, homies. Um, that's it. If you want to send me an email, where my mom's at podcast. No, just where my mom's at at gmail.com and the phone number, Mr. Nadov. The phone number is 213-375-5184. All right. So thank you guys so much. Subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy it on YouTube. That way you can get notified every time a new episode drops. Come see me live doing stand-up in your town. ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. And that's it. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Meow. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at? Christina Peay.